Hey everybody, this episode of the Press Row Podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, makers of Out of the Park Baseball 19, which can be had for 75% off right now during the World Series sale. Yes, that's right. Out of the Park Baseball 19 is only $9.99 during the World Series sale now through November 1st. Don't wait. Go ahead and get it today if you haven't already. 75% off for what everybody knows is the best baseball strategy game ever made. Yes, that's a bold statement. But don't listen to me. Just listen to the fans who play this game and have played it for many years. Out of the Park Baseball 19 has everything you could possibly want in a baseball strategy game. And in just a couple of weeks, not only uh, are you going to be able to play Out of the Park Baseball 19, but you'll also be able to play Perfect Team. It is so close to happening. We're in our private beta right now. The public beta is coming in just a matter of weeks. And you can put yourself in great position to take part in the, a, a completely all-new online mode that is all about competition and strategy. It's not about your stick skills. It's about your baseball strategy smarts. It's called Perfect Team, and you can assemble a team, and you can compete against all of the out-of-the-park baseball players around the world. But the best way to do that is to get it today during our World Series sale, 75% off. And, of course, there's also Franchise Hockey Manager 5 all-new for the 2018-19 NHL season, your favorite team, the New Jersey Devils, are poised to win the Stanley Cup. Can you make it happen with them, too? Or maybe one of the other NHL teams. Out of the Park Baseball 19, on sale, 75% off. Franchise Hockey Manager 5, brand new. Get it today. Get them both on Steam or right from otpdevelopments.com. Or you can always check out Out of the Park Baseball 19 on EA Origin, on Origin Access as part of subscription. And, of course... If you are a Discord Nitro subscriber, you can check out Out of the Park Baseball 18, which has just been made available on that service. So many great ways to play Out of the Park Baseball. you got no excuse anymore. If you haven't, go check it out. And thank you for listening to the Press World Podcast. As always, enjoy the show. Rich Grisham, the NBA season is underway, and I, I, it feels like NBA 2K19 released a couple months ago, but, uh, but yeah, we've actually got some NBA action going on. I got yes. to watch the uh, first couple games when I was on vacation in, in Las nice. Vegas, and uh, they were not all that exciting games, but uh, it's kind of cool to have that going on now, along with, as we talked about, I think the last time we were together, a lot of stuff in the sports world happening. NFL, we got the American League and National League Championship Series, which uh, looks like one's about to wrap up here as we record well, it. Well, easy, easy. It's only the seventh inning. The Red Sox are up 4 nothing in the game clinching, in the series clinching game, but there's a lot of baseball to be played. Houston are the defending champs and can score and score quickly. But you are right, Brian Weedai. And also, I would like to remind you, sir, that out of the park, baseball 19 predicted the Red Sox would beat the Dodgers in the World Series. And right now, that's looking pretty good, too. Just saying. Yeah. Well, not exactly going on a limb for those two teams, Rich. You got to, <laughs> your game engine. Uh, maybe made the smart well, choices, on. though. Well, right. We simulated a thousand times. Like, that's real math and that's real stuff. Well, I and last year, say that was real magic. And I'm like, no, not real magic. Maybe. And remember, we predicted correctly, we, as if I had anything to do with it, we correctly predicted the, uh, the Astros to win the World Series last year. So we're going for two in a row. Yeah. I'm just saying. This is exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. Well, funny you mentioned Sims because uh, now that you 
that topic comes up. I want to talk a little bit about my uh, my time running Sims with NBA 2K19. So, oh, my gosh. I loved your article on the Sporting News. Yeah. It was great. I find this interesting because, like you, I run, uh, like you when you do without a part baseball, I run a crap load of Sims because I, I feel like if you want run one, they can really give you anything. You don't know. Maybe the Warriors lose and that's just a, an aberration and it's just, it's not really representative of what the simulation engine uh, is going to produce over a longer uh, or a greater stretch of Sims. So um, I ran it because we all know the Warriors are going probably going to win the NBA championship, right? That's why I have trouble getting excited for, for the NBA because, number one, my team uh, does not exist. and uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that. There's that. And, and besides that, we've known for years now, well, it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State. You know, it's going to be the Warriors again this year against who knows out of the East, the Celtics uh, hold or on. the Raptors or whatever. Hold on, though. Sure. I'm not going to derail you for long, but I want to say this. I'm not a Warriors fan at all. However... I am a fan of greatness, and we're seeing something special with the Warriors. You know, I actually, not purposely, but was watching the, uh, meaning I didn't tune in to watch it, but when I was watching it, it came on. It was the the ring ceremony that the Warriors had, you know, yeah. for their opening night when they unveiled the banner and they all got their rings and the coaches and the players. And just watching that parade of players mm -hmm. at who they are at the height of their powers, like, you won't see this much longer, and I can't imagine you'll see this again either. Mm. I'm really sort of enjoying this because, you know, I think back to when I first started watching the NBA, it was the era of the Boston Celtics and the, and the Los Angeles Lakers, and those were two all-star teams. The Lakers had Magic and Kareem and Worthy, and the Celtics had Bird and McHale and Parrish and Johnson. Like, these were amazing teams. And so just from that perspective, I, as a non-fan of the Warriors, just as a fan of basketball, I'm really enjoying the fact that they are this thing because it's, it's cool and it's, it's not going to be around for that much longer. So anyway, so sorry I, to interject that. Yeah, no, I, I can't disagree with you on that. I think it's cool. You're watching history be made. But at the same time, you sit here in October and you're like, well, let's just get to May or, you know, April or May like when when. You know, anything can really happen. Uh, I mean, anything doesn't really happen in a seven-game series. But, uh, you know, if somebody gets injured or whatever, it opens things up. But let's just get to there because the regular season well, is just, you know, almost pointless these okay. days. Okay. Well, again, let me – and oh, no, <laughs> I disagree no. there because otherwise, what's the point? The regular season is to play a lot of basketball or to play a lot of hockey or to play a lot of baseball. It's not meaningless. There's a lot going on. Otherwise, like if you just wait until May, that means you don't even really like basketball anyway, which by the way is okay. I'm not saying you should like it or not, but like to me that's misses the whole point. The whole point is what happens during the season, who the surprises that emerge, who the people, the players or teams that are regressing, who what are the surprises? Uh, you know, all those kind of things that 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 go on. Because, yes, in basketball, we know the Warriors are going to win the title because they're by far the best team. But there's a lot of other stories. If all that matters is who's going to win the championship, then, you know, every single fan of every single franchise should just not care except the one who wins it at the end of the year. And by the way, this is coming from a guy who has been complaining, what was me, forever about a certain professional football team that actually won the, the Super Bowl last year and has forever, mm. you know, made me shut up about that. But my point is, I hear you from the inevitability standpoint, but on the other hand, watching it and watching other teams 
like, you know, our buddy Pete Dodd is excited as ever about the Celtics, oh, right? That's unfortunate. That's <laughs> so, and my, I live in the Philly area. There's a lot of Sixers fans that are pumped uh-huh. about this season. You know, you don't think Lakers fans aren't excited to see LeBron James playing That's for their cool, team? But they also probably recognize there's a ceiling for their team, which is Eastern Conference Championship. I'm not That's sure. That's right. But you don't know. You, you don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I get what you're saying. But on the other hand, yeah. if you like basketball, I mean, yeah, it, it's not just about who's going to win the title. Or and, it should it doesn't have to be, yeah. and I don't think it should be. You know, uh, 12 years ago, I probably would say I like basketball enough to care. Uh, well, you had you had a anymore. very you had a very personally negative experience. It's traumatic to lose your favorite I team. I still watch. I still watch, but it's hard. We, like, dude, the parody that you get in the NFL or or whatever. You know, you you don't really know what's going to happen. You might have dude. an idea of who has a chance, but you don't really know out of those teams who is going to to pull through. Uh, and then every week of the season you get, yeah, I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, but, uh, anyways, I mean, the Warriors are going to win the championship. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Warriors like, are going like to win the championship. You, you are an Alabama fan and Ooh. I don't know how you can possibly be excited about having a good team when, when I will it's tell every you. year. And I will tell you, I will tell you because when you have a good team every year, it's exciting. Right. Like, well, it, look, it, is plus, it exciting? it's not exciting. You you get used to it. No, I'm not used to it because they can never win another title. And by the way, I'm just saying this. When Nick Saban steps away, it's all over, too. Right. Like this whole notion. We're talking about the greatness of the Warriors. Now, I clear, clearly am partisan to Alabama, but we're watching greatness. What Nick Saban is doing is unlike what has ever really happened in certainly modern college football and really all of college football, especially if they win it again this year. And what's amazing, Brian, I've tweeted about this a little bit, but I don't tweet too much because I don't want people to think I'm an obnoxious Alabama fan because I'm not. But the team this year is by far the best team that I've ever seen play because this quarterback is transformational. I don't know if you've watched any of Tua play, but this dude is amazing an amazingly talented passer and runner he's super smart the dude is by far the best quarterback they've ever had and that transforms this team i will be surprised and this is not bragging i will be surprised if they don't win even the championship game by probably three touchdowns assuming Mm -hmm. two of plays because he is that good and he completely changes alabama would win a lot in the past usually by just grinding you down and beating you up. And by the fourth quarter, you have nothing left. And in the games that they lost, Mm -hmm. they lost by one or two points because, uh, you know, the other team was able to pull out a a score against them, like, you know, the national championship against Clemson a couple of years ago. My point is, me as an Alabama fan, I'm excited this year because this kid playing quarterback is unlike anyone they've ever had in in the history of the school. Well, lucky you. Alabama has good players. Congratulations, Rich. Thank you. Thank you. We're very happy. Very happy. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, back to NBA, though. Okay. The Warriors. Uh, so I ran over 50 simulations in, in 2K19. So if I don't know if you remember, but when uh, over the summer, the, the Warriors signed to Marcus Cousins, I ran a lot of Sims in 2K18 at the time to see what that meant for them. And, and I put them up against the 95-96 Bulls. And that Warriors team won, I think it was 70-some percent of the series against the 96 Bulls. That's sacrilegious, too, you know. That is, that is you're really treading some dangerous territory there, my well, friend. Anything, 
you know, things can happen, injuries can happen, <laughs> whatever. But point being, their potential, right? The game yeah. to see their potential, oh, yeah. and certainly their starting lineup is unmatched in in history. They've got five players rated eighty seven or higher right now. Currently in the NBA, there's only one other team that has even three guys eighty seven or higher. That's the Celtics. Nobody who's the who's the lowest rated bull? The ninety five ninety six bull is oh, it? Boy, I starter don't know. I'm bowl. pretty is it Cartwright? sure. Was Cartwright the Maybe. starter? At I'm pretty sure there was a big man. I don't know. Was it? Uh, man, Will Will Purdue? Yeah, you know, Bill Cartwright. There's a rotation guys. of guys. I think yep. big men who were rated, if I remember, in the upper 70s or something. Yeah, you're probably right about so, that. Uh, and you had, I think, Kukoc was off the bench that year. I'm not sure, but he was. Yeah, he was, he was good, on but he wasn't in uh, high 80s. So no. Um, uh, their their roster, though, I mean, you're not going to find anything like that. Uh, yep. So, what I did was the now was run full season sims. Now that we have, I couldn't do that in two K eighteen because I didn't know the roster what the, how the roster is going to be for every other team in the league. But now we have the current day rosters uh, up to date for the start of the season. And the Warriors, I mean, were about as good as you would expect. They, they don't win a record number of games, uh, but they do dominate the conference. Uh, they're not a single simulation where the Warriors didn't finish as the top seed. Uh, and they reached the NBA Finals on all but three occasions. So they just crushed the West. Uh, the Rockets and the Thunder, the only other two teams that ever make it to the Finals out of the West. Uh, but that only happened uh, twice for the Rockets, once for the Thunder. So competition, not not great. <clears throat> well, the competition is good, at least compared to the East, but uh, nobody really can match uh, the Warriors. And the Warriors expected wins. Their average win number was 65. So, uh, they, no, they're not going to win in the upper 70s or something and break the record again. But, uh, you know, it's it's a, a good season. And they don't really need to. They can probably you know, rest guys here and there and, and still win. Well, the they conference. should, yeah. right? You have to. Now, right, yeah. I mean, that that's just and, – and nobody knows how to do that better than, than Steve Kerr, who, who is has proven to be a master at that. When, when he's had the full five, he's done a great job of keeping them – Keeping them mm-hmm. operating at a high level. So the Warriors go on to win uh, 68% of the time for the championship. So just over uh, two-thirds. And that's really close because I went and looked. I like to look at the, the betting odds and see what what are the odds that, uh, that you know, Vegas or wherever expects them to have you know to finish with the title. And it's, the, the betting odds equate to 66% chance of winning the title. So the... The simulation engine is basically identical to what uh, the experts think uh, as far as the Warriors' chance of winning a title. Uh, interestingly, in the Eastern Conference, pretty much as dominant as the Warriors were in the West are the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they they went to the NBA Finals 71% of the time out of the East, and that, that was surprising. The Kawhi Leonard effect, right? Yeah, no kidding. So that was surprising to me. Uh, of course, you know who knows how his attitude will be or his health will be throughout the year. But uh, well, the opening game was a good indicator, yeah, a very, yeah. very positive indicator. Yeah. So uh, I was impressed with the Raptors, and the Raptors expected wins. Their average was sixty-three, so very dominant in the East, uh, very consistent. They too were never not the one seed. <laughs> like that was really surprising to me. I thought Boston. Huh. I thought you know, yeah. the Seventy-Sixers. Uh, uh, even the Bucks might might steal a few top seeds. Never happened. Um, 
So, uh, looking at the expected wins in the regular season, Warriors 65, Raptors 63. Next up is Rockets at 55, Thunder at 54, Celtics at 51, Bucks at 48, uh, 76ers at 45. And then we come to the Lakers, who uh, averaged out to 42 wins, uh, and that meant they made the playoffs 52% of the time. So, it's a toss-up whether you know everybody's real interested in what LeBron James is going to do at the Lakers. 2K you know, expects it to be a toss-up whether they make the playoffs with a, a floor of 36 wins. That was the fewest wins they had in a single season. And a ceiling, which looks to be 48 wins. So, interesting for them. It's going to be a battle, I think. And Very interesting. A, um, so, six teams reached the NBA Finals. Obviously, the Warriors and Raptors. Uh, I mentioned this uh, Rockets and Thunder. Uh, so out of the East, the Celtics did make it, uh, I think, twice. And uh, the Thunder, or I already said Thunder, but the Pistons once. I don't know where that what? came from. We talk about <laughs> weird things happening. That's the only real weird one. The Pistons one time uh, made it out of the East into the NBA Finals. Uh, that's amazing. And that's a team that most of the time I was seeing finish it between like the 6th and the 8th seed over there. So... Uh, Are they really supposed to be that good this year? I did not realize the. I thought the Pistons were going to be down this year. No, I, I don't know. I think I think in the East, most of the teams you you feel like they could make a run for a playoff spot, uh, like seven through or five through eight or something. But uh, no, not really. So uh, in the East, other than the Pistons, uh, the Pacers were pretty good. I think they were generally the fifth seed. Uh, then you had the Bulls, Wizards, Hawks, and the aforementioned Pistons along with the Magic fighting for those few remaining playoff spots. Uh, the sleeper, and a couple sleepers in the West. So the Nuggets, I think most people think, will be pretty good. They finish as the four or five seed pretty consistently. One team I, <clears throat> I noticed, I didn't track it uh, specifically, but I noticed quite often was the Mavericks sneaking in. In one, uh, one sim, they finished as a three seed. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know if 2K knows something we don't know, Rich, but... Uh, Seems to seems to like the Mavericks for some reason. Um, so yeah, uh, one more thing. Uh, so we are two things. We I mentioned the Warriors, sixty eight percent champion. The only team that really has a chance of knocking the Warriors off are those Raptors, twenty four percent, and then the Rockets uh, had I think one one championship win, and the Celtics had one championship win, which equated out to like three or four percent. So uh, MVP, Rich, it's going to be Steph Curry. According to 2K, he won 53% of the regular season MVPs. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 34%. He was mm. the, the runner-up. Uh, even though the Bucks didn't ever get the top seed, he apparently carried them to, uh, to a three or four seed most of the time. And uh, Durant was the in third place with 13%. Those are the only three I ever saw one MVP in 50-plus Sims. You know, it's kind of interesting how there really are only five or six teams that could possibly win the title and three to five players who could probably win the MVP. You know, you don't really think of it like that way, but it's, it's interesting how that is. And, you know, it, it seems pretty much barring something ridiculous seems pretty much what should happen anyway. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, 2K's Sim engine has, has been really accurate, uh, almost to a scary degree, <laughs> uh, over the years. I mean, uh, out of the park baseball in, in the same respect. So I think 
uh, you look at that, and it's not just, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes when you run those things. It's not just oh, man. Who's, who has the better rated players, but there's things like chemistry and oh, yeah. uh, so many uh, uh, injuries or trades or whatever that's happening in the background uh, that, that changes things around, just like we don't know what's going to happen in this NBA season in respect to those uh, things. So, But that's yep. why we run a ton of them, because uh, you're going to have outliers, so like the Pistons. <laughs> um so that's that, Rich. Good what's, stuff. What's on your mind? I enjoyed that. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I want to take just a minute and thank our friends from Netgear. This episode is sponsored by Nighthawk Pro Gaming from Netgear, rated 2018's top-performing gaming router by PC Gamer and IGN. You know, there's no question that online gaming demands a stable and low-latency connection. Running multiple connected devices will cause network congestion that most gateways simply can't handle. So switching your existing gateway or router to an XR500 gaming router is the easiest way to improve your online connectivity and online gaming experience with the biggest impact. You know, the XR500 router creates an express lane just for your gaming to give you incredible speed and no lag. It's purpose-built to lower your ping, stabilize your connection, and help your and help you game at incredible speeds. So with this high-performance gaming router, you have complete control of your gaming experience. Keep your game alive with features like geo-filtering, traffic prioritization, and device management. The Nighthawk Pro Gaming Router transforms your gaming experience and gives you the power to win. So don't compete with other online devices for bandwidth. Save the competition for the game. So visit netgear.com NPG and learn how you can join the No Lag crew today. What's on, what's on your mind? Well, um, I believe I spoke about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I spoke about it um, last week. I was, uh, this past weekend after we recorded the show... I had to play my final match of the Premier League season. Somehow, Brian, even though I had a great season, uh, it came when it came down to the last couple of, of matches of the year, I was only a point ahead of Arsenal. Hmm. And this is in my first season. Oh. So I, I haven't even gone through a full transfer window and all that kind of stuff. But I've added a, a few guys to uh, to the team. So it's a very, very, very different not very different, but a, a different Everton club than the the, the current day one. Uh, but anyway, in in the uh, final match, I was actually playing Arsenal as the as the not the final match in in, in the next to last match, I was playing Arsenal, and um, I was ahead by one, and um, and I defeated them to uh, win the Premier League. And that was very exciting for me. So I headed into the offseason as the Premier League champions. And I have one goal in my second season, uh, and that is to win the treble, all three tournaments. So to win the Premier League, hmm. to win the Champions League, and to win the FA Cup. That's that's my goal now. And uh, it would happen sooner, whether I accomplish it or not, but I would play the season sooner if I were exercising at home as much as I used to, but now, as I mentioned, I exercise uh, at, at the office and that's treadmill time that I don't play at home. So now it's only usually on the weekends when I get to, to play my pro Evo. So it might take me a little bit, a little bit longer to do that, but um, I wanted to win the FA cup and the premier league in my first season, but was, but crashed out of the FA cup early. So I'm heading into next year with the goal of winning those three trophies. And if I can do that, I will probably hang it up and move on to an, uh, another treadmill game. So, uh, or I might just well, and that would probably mean moving to FIFA because I, I still just enjoy playing soccer. 
you know, video games these mm-hmm. days. They're they're both so good and and so easy to just jump in and play. And each match is twenty minutes, and and it, they look great and sound great and play great. I'm just soccer video games continue to be my sort of my go to when I got a half hour, forty five minutes, can play two matches, make some progress, have some fun. So yeah. that's 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 been in uh, my my wheelhouse lately. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't had much time to play much of anything recently, Rich, but uh, I, there was an interesting development and it, it caught the attention of a lot of people. So I want to talk more about it because there's some confusion about it and some wondering about why it is the way it is. And that mm-hmm. is tattoos. Yes. How many, I know you're tatted up, right, Rich? I do have several, uh, some of which are legally displayed in public, some of which are not. And, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, so, what we had is, is Madden added a, another player, uh, Mike Evans. He now has his tattoos in the game. He joins Odell Beckham Jr. And as it turns out, I, I forgot about uh, Martavis Bryant. It was kind of easy to forget about him. And I guess David, uh, not David, Derek Carr has, has gotten his tattoos recently too. So that's all, that's all you'll find in Madden uh, with tattoos, those four players. So... Uh, people wonder why that is. It's not laziness. It's not, they don't have resources to, to replicate the tattoos on the players. It's a legal thing. Uh, so the tattoo artists, technically, legally, they own the rights to the work that they do, even though it's on someone else's body. And this this is still a bit in contention. Uh, literally within the past few weeks or month, LeBron James testified in court in a uh, a trial oh, with against NBA 2K which which is still in the process that was filed originally in 2016 and uh, it had to do with several players that one specific tattoo shop had uh, put their work on and then showed up in the video game uh, without their approval and so they want millions of dollars for that uh, and it, it's not without precedent uh, this has happened before. EA was sued over tattoos. I think it was Ricky Williams. This is back in 2004 or something, something about that. Uh, and the tattoos being on the cover of a game. Uh, is it uh, Blitz? Not Blitz. Uh, NFL Street. I think that's what it was. Okay. Uh, so, and then uh, THQ was sued with UFC, with a guy who put uh, the tattoo on Carlos Condit. And uh, they lost, uh, were originally ruled to have had to pay a few million bucks. They ended up settling that and uh, took the tattoo off him in the, in the games. And then uh, EA never put that tattoo on him when they got the license. So there's precedent to this. But this is what it comes down to, right? There, there's a lot of people making comments about, well, once the tattoo's on someone's body, they own it. Uh, and I, I understand that argument. I don't necessarily disagree that it should be that way. But uh, in the courts, in the legal system, it's not necessarily true. Uh, the creator owns uh, the artwork, uh, whether it's on their body or not. So uh, where where the conflict comes in is not that LeBron James can't go on television without compensating his tattoo artist. It's that a company can't replicate uh, or reproduce those works of art in another form of media or on merchandise. So 
what happens is uh, NBA 2K creates LeBron James. They recreate those tattoos and put them on on him without that tattoo artist's approval. Uh, and then uh, that's why you'll see you won't see the tattoos if there's a cartoon. With NBA players in it, they're not going to have their t- tattoos on them. If there's merchandise, if there's like a doll or a puppet, uh, it's not going to have the tattoos on it. Uh, so it, it just things along those lines. They can't reproduce those pieces of art, uh, which the rights belong to the tattoo artist, without compensating them or without getting them signed off. So Mike Evans, uh, <clears throat> uh, apparently, he he was able to get all the clearances he needed from... Uh, those who the, the companies or or the individuals who who did the artwork on on him and uh, Madden was able to add it in because of that. Uh, otherwise, they're not going to risk getting sued. Uh, I know a lot of people have also pointed out that okay, but NBA 2K still has everybody with tattoos. Yeah, they're fighting a lawsuit. They didn't settle it. Uh, EA settled their lawsuit and decided it wasn't worth it. Uh, and really, football is probably the the least important for tattoos. Uh, that's probably why 2K is finding it because that that personality is a big part of the part of their game. It's a big part of the culture. It's a big part of the NBA and uh, and and other other games, whether it's WWE or or UFC, they still have tattoos. Uh, but they've also selectively removed some uh, apparently after they've been contacted. And uh, if you remember CM Punk, he didn't have his Pepsi tattoo. I mean, so so there's a, it's examples of it, and they could probably get, end up getting sued uh, again, uh, but they're willing to risk it in those cases, or they don't see much, too much risk in it. But this NBA 2K case is one to watch, because if they lose that, uh, the, the question would be whether they just pull all tattoos out and do the exact same thing Madden did, which is you have to get clearances, and, and I think that's what it lead to, because they're not going to pay millions of dollars every year uh, actually, it'd be, it'd be tens of millions of dollars every year to pay all sorts of individual tattoo artists and tattoo uh, uh, parlors uh, to to get the rights to those uh, pieces of work to to reproduce them. So um, it, there's a lot on the line with that. And and 2K hasn't shown that they want to settle it. Great, let them fight it. Let's see what happens. Uh, and that's why we're two years into the two plus years in the lawsuit, and you have NBA players now being called. To testify, uh, for example, LeBron James, he he feels like most of us do that once the artwork is on his body, he owns it. But again, it's not about it's not about that being on him. It's about other uh, entities reproducing that artwork. So that's where we are with that. Rich, does that make sense to you? Uh, the way I explained it, I don't know. Everything, yes, yeah. Everything you say makes sense. I guess the one thing where I don't follow or don't track it is the original statement, which is, is the, is it a law that a tattoo artist, by virtue of performing the tattoo, owns the rights? Like, is that actually a law or is it? That's where I'm confused. Mm, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's considered in that in that respect. I mean, I think that's why we see lawsuits about it because there's no clear definition on that. I mean, there's there's different ways to interpret. Just like most laws, there's there's different ways to interpret things, right? And so that's why we'll see uh, THQ lost that lawsuit over Condit's uh, tattoo, uh, and then so there's there's precedent there for that. Uh, but 
you know, I I don't know. It depends a lot on what courts are going to listen to it and how mm. liberal or conservative they they are. I guess I don't know. I don't know that this is a liberal or conservative thing, right? It's just a a strange one. That's like these things. And I'm not a lawyer. I know nothing about the law other than what I've seen on TV. But I I presume that these things come down to some sort of a. I mean, you you, you use the word precedent it has to be tied to some sort of a law trademark law or or so, copyright right. or something like that so do you remember back uh there was a big thing to do with uh the hangover 2 when i think it was at helm's character he had uh, mike tyson's face tattoo so this isn't exactly the same situation we're in because they were putting that tattoo on someone else but essentially you know it's one way to explain it which was they didn't own the rights. Even Tyson, who would have approved that, didn't own the rights to that design, that specific tattoo, that that art. Uh, and so they had to pay quite a quite a bit of money not to digitally be forced to remove it or replace it uh, back then. And so that that's just one other way to look at it. Is again, technically, in, in the legal way of looking at things, it's the artist who owns the artwork. Uh, whether regardless of what the canvas is, right? Uh, okay. If they, if they, you know, they can sign that away, which is what right. we've seen a few other players do, which is, right. you know, we we release uh, our claim to uh, be compensated for this appearing in a video game or whatever. They can do that, yeah. Uh, and that's what we've seen with these specific players. So it just goes back to uh, back to that. <laughs> It's it's not a simple situation, and then also you see the NFL being more conservative in this respect. Mm. Uh, NFLPA, uh, whoever's working with EA in regard to these things, are, are more conservative about it. They don't want to get sued. They probably EA is probably tired of getting sued. <laughs> they prefer to uh, <laughs> avoid it, of course. Uh, and meanwhile, yeah. NBA Two K, they got money to burn, I guess. Uh, ah. But they're but they're also they they value they have to value the tattoos more. Like I said, well, it means more. Yeah, and and they don't want to go down the road where they have to pay uh, every single tattoo artist for every single tattoo in the game. It's not feasible. So they yeah. this is a lawsuit they they need to win. Well, they don't need to, right? But the, it certainly is in their advantage to to win because. A lot of NBA 2K is about authenticity, and right. if if you don't have the players with their tattoos, or you have them with, you know, some different combination, like I don't I don't even know is it plausible to change them enough to where they're not exact representations? Is that allowed? Or mm. like with what we're talking about, right? Could they? You know, for lack of a better term, jumble them up a little bit to where they look enough like the real ones, even if they're not. Like, it's, uh, that's a choice. Or sure. if you just remove them all together, I mean. Theoretically, yeah. Right? I mean, but like Le- LeBron says, LeBron James says in his testimony, and I'm dramatically paraphrasing, I kind of figured this was part of me. So, yeah. you know, I didn't have any indication that uh, I wouldn't be able to, to, to do what I do, included including being in a video game, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, uh, mm. right. So, it, it, so LeBron James can go and he can be in, in a movie, uh, and those tattoos right. can be on display. That's fine. But if he's it was not an licensing movie, his name, that's right. the difference, right? Yeah. Sorry. What was that? 
but he's not licensing his name or or his or something like that. Well, Whereas if you license, that's the okay. Key, is if he was if he voiced uh, an animated version of himself in, in in a movie, then that animated version would uh, technically face legal challenges if he if they represented the tattoos. Right. So that's the difference. But he himself yep. can walk onto a movie set and be filmed. And that, you know, a tattoo artist does not have claim to his body, right? Right. So that, that's, that's the difference I'm trying to get across here is, is it's... No, I, I, yeah. I get it. And yeah. you have done a good job explaining a, a pretty esoteric but important thing. But yeah, again, <laughs> it, it's wildly in NBA 2K's uh, you know, desire to be able to, uh, to, to do this. And yes, you know, if they had to pay, you know, I'm sure they would be able to come up with some sort of agreeable uh, yeah, amount of money that, that company, would cut into the company that was that's suing them wanted something uh extravagant some extravagant amount uh per year uh just for those players to you know be be in to have their tattoos yeah. on uh which yeah. uh would not be worth worth it i forget it was some number of millions per year or something they wanted right. just and it was like six players it was like him and uh uh, oh man, a few others, not even really any big names, but uh, I was just uh, amused by that. And it's like, no wonder that they're, they probably just hung up on him. <laughs> See you in court. Mm, right. Uh, so, yeah, that's tattoos. That's tattoo talk here on the Presto Tattoo <laughs> Podcast. But no, I mean, that, it's it's right in what we're talking about, right? This is related to to sports video games and authenticity and big money and, and lawsuits. I mean, it's fascinating stuff, and it'll be really interesting to see where it goes. I mean, we know when, when, and we know in other situations when sports video games and courts have been involved, unpleasant things have happened, including oh. the ending of the NCAA football series. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- this is, this is, you know, I, I, without sounding whatever, I'm kind of hoping just for purposes of our ability to play the games that this comes to some sort of agreement or settlement, you know, in favor of 2k in that they can keep doing, uh, you know, the tattoos and stuff. And, you know, I personally am not, uh, as attuned to things like the player tattoos or the player shoes, but those are a big deal to a lot of people. And I completely get that, that, uh, you know, the authenticity lends itself significantly to the cachet and success of NBA 2K, right? Like part of NBA 2K being so great is how well it represents the players and their play styles and their shoes and the uniforms. And this is a big part of that. So I totally get it. This is, this is, a, this is important to people who love sports video games one way or the other, right? I'm not saying like, Oh, if 2K doesn't win, it's terrible. I'm not saying artists shouldn't be compensated for their work. Right. I'm not even saying I'm against the tattoo artist. If that's, you know, kind of the way that it goes. OK. And uh, let's all agree to come to uh, a, a settlement that works for everybody, including people like us who buy the games. Right. We don't want to all of a sudden have outrageous. And I don't mean just because of this, but, you know, it's games are an expensive hobby as it is. And we don't want them to have to keep going up in price. So I, I just checked on my article from back in 2016, and there was one other real big name, Kobe Bryant, but he he retired right after that. Um, so it's LeBron, Kobe Bryant, DeAndre Jordan, Eric Bledsoe, and Kenyon Martin. Those were the players in question uh, when this happened in, in NBA 2K16. They wanted uh, so Solid Oak Sketches is is a the company. They wanted 800,000 in damages, and then they offered a perpetual licensing fee for an additional 1.1 million. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. For, for how many players? 
five. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, but Kobe, you know, all the ones that they had done personally, I guess. Like if it were a consortium of all oh, of the all of the tattoo players, yeah, right? No, like that. That's that's something it. that's not not you know necessarily outrageous. Yeah. But for five rate, players, you scale yeah. that up, you're talking what fifty, a hundred million dollars? Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah, right? they would so that, never do. That would not work. Uh, not so, sustainable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we'll just keep watching developments on that. Uh, as I like we go. it, tattoo talk, a new segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if there's one thing I know, it's tattoos. I'm like, uh, I don't have tattoos and I don't understand them personally. Uh, but uh, I'm fascinated by this legal aspect of it, at least. Yeah, well, again, it's a big part of the culture of the game, yeah. and and so it, it's cool. Really, no tattoos, huh? You never, you, you never no. even thought about getting one. No, I just figure I'll probably get fat one day, and they'll stretch, and that Seahawks logo that I would get would look ridiculous. <laughs> or they change their logo, and I'd be like, no, yeah, uh, uh, yeah no, there's, there, I don't have, I'm not, I'm not really big into symbolism, I guess. Um, so it doesn't, I, I, it just never really appealed to me. It's just one of those things. I don't judge anybody else for having tattoos. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, uh, they work for a lot of people. They're pretty cool, but, uh, yeah. it's, it's not me. I think probably not really my personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, have uh, I'm not uh, a fan of the tattooed all over the place kind of thing. And I actually, you know, I sound like an old man, but I see a lot of the, listen to what I'm saying. It, it sounds so old. But I, li- I look at a lot of like the young rappers, right, mm. and the young hip hop artists, and and they all have face tattoos. It's like not yeah, even yeah. like a, a weird different thing. They all have them, and it's it, I find like it it went from sort of tattoos being sort of a symbol of a you know rough and tumble thing to everybody's got got tattoos to now you're tattooing your face. It's kind of you know that's where I'm just like Ugh, man the face really mm-hmm. you know but. I'm I'm clearly out of it, so you know I'm out of whatever the scene is these days. With yeah. People getting face tattoos. I'll tell you what, though, I looked at uh, I took screenshots of it, and I was looking at it, and the tattoos on Mike Evans look phenomenal in the game. Uh, some cool logos, some cool script on his arms. Uh, he's got the NFL logo on there. It's a lot of work to Man. to put that into the game, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, in real I, life, I have... a lot of work and game right. work, I think. Yeah. And like, I mean, how do you even do that? Like, do, do they literally, like, have them come in and, and photo scan, yeah, the, scan the tattoos? Yeah, I think, they, I think they scan that, yeah. I don't know how they uh, produce And put it onto yeah. them, right. That's that's a and and who knows they may have there may be articles out there you know about it but that sounds like a really <laughs> amazing thing that they would do uh, the technology and the time and the effort to make that happen must be pretty significant I should probably reach out to our good friends from the show Scott O'Gallagher and uh, Dazar and uh, see if we can find out a little bit more about how that's done yeah that'd be good I'm I'm pretty sure the NBA players they scan them but again yeah I don't know how they specifically get it all into the game and make sure it's accurate and everything um so rich anything else uh a couple other pieces of news tell me if anything strikes you fight night champion was added to the ea access vault oh man have you played any more of that or is that just one of those games you look back on yeah i've gotten to the end and i can't beat the guy at the end and i'm fine with that i don't even care i mean i don't you know like i played it recently when it went backwards compatible i actually bought it right and And i told uh, you I told you, in a few months, it's going to yeah. be the vault. 
And I don't think I argued with you, although I might have said what I'm going to say now is I'm surprised because it is R-rated. And it is heavy yeah. R-rated. There's all sorts of really nasty stuff going on in this game. I mean, this is not a game that EA would make now. Nothing EA makes from any of their sports games compared to this. There is, there is extreme prison violence between various gangs. Uh, there is, uh, you know, corrupt referees. There is corrupt promoters paying off all sorts of people. There are, you know, cops being paid off. There is, I mean, and it's just, and the, the language is really harsh and it's just unbelievable for a licensed game, what they do. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, it's, I'm not only surprised that it was backwards compatible. I'm even more surprised that they put it in the vault, but I'm glad they did because you should play it. It is quite a game. And the boxing, I found myself understanding the boxing of this game better than I have other ones. I've played almost all the fight nights. I don't think I ever missed one. I might have missed one along the way, but I, they were usually an event. You know, they didn't, they were kind of a big deal. And uh, I really enjoyed Fight Night Champions. Really, really enjoyed it, and if it, you know, I recommend everybody go play it. Just you know, for a little bit, give it you know, play the story mode, yeah. which is you know what I played. Um, it's just really, uh, really well done at, from the boxing standpoint, and really dark and violent and nasty, and a whole lot of other stuff in the story part. Um, yeah. Fascinating game, fascinating. Yeah, the story will take you maybe four hours. Uh, but that's that's the main thing you want to experience with that game. If you got EA access, I would, like Rich, I would say to check it out. Uh, uh, you know things about the game, even uh, graphically, it still holds up pretty well. I mean, it was after, oh yeah, before its time, oh, yeah. it was really uh, fantastic. Uh, I played it what six months ago, yeah. maybe eight months ago. It looked fine. I mean, it's not 4K Super HD, but it looked great. It looks you, great. If you struggle with the complicated nature of a game like UFC. With the controls and uh, you know ground game on your feet, everything changing up, uh, boxing is going to be a lot simpler. Uh, so I think that's one of the advantages as well. Uh, you don't have to worry about head kicks or anything like that. Uh, although in the in the story mode, you're going to find some rule breaking, but uh, it's it, and the, it's traditional career mode, not very good. It's online stuff was not very good, but. Uh, but yeah, if you got EA Access and you haven't played it, I'd suggest at least going through the story. Uh, it's got a pretty good roster uh, of fighters for its time. I don't know if the uh, fighter share is still up and running, because uh, I know in recent years they shut that kind of thing down because too much uh, copyrighted stuff was being uh, recreated. But again, there's another <laughs> another issue, legal issue. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it's awesome. It's it's unfortunate PS4 doesn't get any of this stuff, uh, EA access or backwards compatibility. Indeed, and I think I saw today that uh, pretty sure I saw the tweet, and this has nothing to do sports video games, but I think uh, the orange box went on uh, on backwards compatibility today, uh, mm. and as well as as well as uh, the two Left 4 Dead. So I think basically all of Valve's stuff. 
went backwards compatibility and that's great because obviously you know i've talked about a portal and portal 2 a couple of my son's favorite games ever and a couple of my favorite games ever and i've always had to bust out the xbox 360 to play them so now i can slide slide that 360 disc into the into the xbox one and play that that's really cool so um yeah play, playstation needs to do that too get on get on that i i don't know why they don't do it i'm i got a feeling it's sony not ea but it, it's too obvious. It yeah. should be done. It should be done. So I know you got some uh, out of the park stuff going on, some pretty exciting oh, yeah. stuff. So not only not only do you have a new big mode going on that you had been teasing for a while, but uh, but another subscription service, as we talk about EA Access, but uh, Origin Access, which was one way to get out of the park baseball, but now you got another one. Yes, one of the most, I mean, we've talked about it for years, Brian. Subscription services are going to be another big way for people to play video games. I'm not saying they're going to replace. Uh, I think they're going to complement, and we're seeing it already. This is not news. This is not futuristic. This is right now. And it's been a lot of fun to help steer out of the park in some of these directions. And uh, just yesterday, uh, we went live on the brand new Discord Nitro subscription service, mm. um, Out of the Park Baseball 18. So the, the Nitro service is a curated um, set of games where they've really sort of gone out and tried to, to capture like the greatest hits across a number of different games, across a number of different genres over the last few years. And uh, we were really honored and excited to be a part of that. And so, yeah, well, it went live uh, this week. And Out of the Park Baseball 18 is is one of the games. And it's a $9.99 a month service on Discord. And, uh, I've you know, we've been using Discord a lot more lately, you and me, Brian. So it's been yeah. really fun now to be able to participate in what they're building over there. And I'm not saying it because we're a partner. I'm saying it because it's true. This whole Discord thing, what they're building is really fun, really exciting, and really cool. And uh, so, yeah, more subscription services, more chances for more people to hopefully get to play our games, which is the whole the whole point of it. So we're excited. Explain the, the perfect team mode, though, because I know this has been in the works for a long time, and I'm not exactly sure how it works <laughs> sure so we are in uh the the f finishing stages of the private beta of perfect team and mm -hmm. we're going to have a public beta go soon as soon as we can we're talking weeks uh just not sure the exact number of weeks and it's a new online mode where you get to put together your baseball team and you get to compete against others in simulated seasons and over the course of a week an entire season is played uh you simulate um you know simulate games every 30 minutes over the course of the day and uh it and you sort of track your status and you scout your opponents and you get into entry pool leagues and then out of the entry pool you advance into the the minors and all the way up to the majors and you're able to uh, collect card packs and collect card uh player cards and uh, assemble the team and do all of your tactics and and set up your ballpark and your dimensions and and customize your team and and it's just a completely new and different way to to play out of the park and we're incredibly excited and you've said it's been a long time it's taken longer than we hoped it would 
and we're almost all the way there and we're in our private beta and and getting tons of feedback and making adjustments and fixing things and it's just really exciting and uh, we're going to have a ton of information ton more information about it really soon when the public beta goes out uh tutorial videos and twitch streams you know tj and chris are going to be all over this stuff and it's it's just it's different it's 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 different in that you are just sort of building your team, assembling it, saying these are the kind of things that I want to do, right? Do I want to be aggressive on the base pass? Do I want to uh, be, uh, you know, an early hook? Uh, do I, you know, how do I feel about, you know, emphasizing my team, you know, more pitching and more starting pitching, more relief pitching, more lefty, more righty. How do I want to stack my lineup against lefties and righties? And, and, and the player cards that you get span the history of baseball. Uh, there's There will be live cards during the regular season of current players, but you can also get you know historic players as well, one-hit wonders, all sorts of great stuff. And we have no idea how it's going to turn out, but we think it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. And, uh, and you know, it's all about strategy and simulation. You are putting your team together, and you're putting it out there, and then your simulations are running and then you are seeing the results and then you're getting to make adjustments. And like I said, scout your opponents and do all sorts of crazy stuff. It's nothing, it's like nothing you've ever played in some ways. And it's similar to, uh, you know, to other, uh, modes, uh, in, in other ways too, right? Like obviously there's certain, hmm. certain kinds of fundamentals of, of building a baseball team and collecting player cards that, that you know, you have to sort of, you know, follow a certain template, obviously, but, uh, it's, it's fun. It's different. It's unique. And, and we're excited about it awesome. and it's coming so soon. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> yes. It's at all stressful for you, Rich. Oh yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Oh, and I want to mention, um, Matt Cato, uh, from yeah. game informer, uh, wrote a piece about it. He asked, uh, to be, to be part of the, uh, uh, to, yeah. you know, to check it out. And we said, of course, yeah, please, that's what here, I saw. here I you go. Like, oh, I didn't even know they were talking about it yet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you know, that's, you know, and, and again, kudos to the development team, you know, Marcus, Matt, and Lucas, and all those guys who are, who are busting it really hard, uh, you know, letting somebody into a private beta when you're just getting it going for the first time ever, you know, f having humans being used this, uh, is, uh, is pretty daunting and, it, and, and they're doing a great job and they're making it work. And, and Matt had a lot of good stuff to say and, uh, and we're, we're excited. So yeah, check that out in game Informer on the sports desk. Awesome. Well, Rich, it was good catching up with you. Yeah. I'm glad to have you back. Glad you, Glad you survived your trip to Vegas. Yeah. We're glad to have you back in a safe place. Yeah, it's probably not the usual thing to say. I'm back from Vegas and feeling refreshed, but I am. I feel <laughs> That's good. good. We like you refreshed. That's <laughs> yeah. our favorite Brian is refreshed Brian. Yes, instead of cranky Brian. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back with another episode of the Press Row Podcast next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care till then. Special thanks to our sponsor, Nighthawk Pro Gaming by Netgear. Give your gaming PC the bandwidth it deserves. The XR500 is rated the top-performing gaming router by PC Gamer. You can trust that this router won't let anything on your network prevent you from having the ultimate gaming experience. 
So visit netgear.com NPG and learn how you can join the No Lag crew today. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible.